You're listening to CFRC 1019 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. First of all, we had 59 entries into our Oscars pool. That's really good. Really, really good. Um, including your late entry. Yeah. Um, but uh, but oops. it's fine. A couple of people snuck it in just in and around. I actually ended up leaving it up anyway. For so yeah, people came in. But fifty nine entries is fantastic. I'm I am eager to see if I did as poorly as last year. Um, close. <laughs> you did, you did worse than you did last oh year. Oh my gosh. Let, okay, so you didn't finish last. Okay. But you finished 58th. Fair enough. <laughs> I will say Fair that enough. you were number 58. Which really 58. goes to show that I know nothing. Now, did you do your list based upon what you wanted or what you actually thought was going to win? A little bit of both. A little bit of both, yeah. A little bit of both. Most people end up doing that, it seems. But, I mean, I really tried to be like, okay, forget what I want. What do I think the Academy Some is going to do? Some of the categories do? I had no idea like you know and they're like best animated shorts yeah, yeah. like i don't know or like best documentary shorts yeah the documentary the animated the ones where like it's harder to, for people to see those in mass yeah. those are always where i feel you win or lose these because if you just happen to guess it right because a lot of categories people end up getting the same and some people make crucial mistakes and some people don't and I find that if you can score well in those categories, you end up having a good ballot. Also, I didn't think – so full disclaimer, I didn't watch the Oscars, and I'm more or less in the dark as to who won. Oh, okay. So, so this will be, be great. This will be a lot of um, fun. But as a spoiler um, for the episode ahead – I really did not think Parasite was going to perform as well as it did. Parasite cleaned up. And I think that's probably why I did so poorly. Yeah. Because I didn't. And Parasite was one of those movies where I had hoped yeah. it would win yeah. certain categories. But you didn't think it would. But I didn't think it would. Parasite cleaned up. And that is what. So one of the things for me. The Oscars as a presentation or a show was kind of meh this year. I don't like this no host thing. I don't think right. it works. I thought the musical performance at the beginning was a little rough starting, but they sort of like too on the nose. Well, I did get to they see got it, they got into it. Like they eventually got they got to it. Yeah, the beginning was real rough, um, and the performer was struggling with with some costume stuff. But 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 she picked it up, and like it actually ended up like Jeanette Billy Monet. Po- yeah, uh, Jeanette you... Monet. Yeah. Monet and um, Billy Porter was in it, and it was like it was pretty okay, exciting. What was his- Claim to fame. Billy Porter was in Kinky Boots um, oh, on so Broadway. He's a, he's a Broadway star. Broadway yeah. star. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. he, so I, you know, I try not to illegally download or illegally stream, but we also don't have cable. So I thought, yeah, I know. I'll try to find a stream on YouTube. Yeah. So I was able to watch a lot of the red carpet. Yeah. And Billy um, and Porter was a big was, part yeah, of the red carpet. Yeah, he was one of the big part of like, the red carpet. Dan goes, "Who is that guy?" I'm like, "I don't know. I I know his name, but I yeah. don't know why he's famous." Yeah, he's a Broadway star, but I think he does a lot of talk show stuff now. Yeah, and I think is he more might like be a, a personality. Host. Yeah, he might be. Uh, I don't know any of the morning host stuff, but that's that's where I know Billy Porter right, from. Okay. His kinky so boots. he's like an actual actor. Yeah. Okay. And quite a good singer. And then, because. Uh, and then one of the streams again on YouTube, um, by like three to four minutes into the 
show, all of the streams were being shut down. So I got to see like one minute. Yeah. And, and I will say that like, so what I was kind of saying is that the, the performance of the Oscars, the overall presentation needs a lot of work. And this was like one of their worst rating years ever, but, but film wise and awards wise, this is one of the most interesting and exciting ones they've ever had. Like, I don't see how it could be possible for someone to come out of this year's Oscars and still be thrown around Oscars so white. I actually don't right. know. The diversity in the winners was phenomenal. I think that's great. That's a great step in a really good direction mm-hmm. that I think will start solving the nomination problems. Because remember, because this is where we get into this stuff where it's like now no one will mention Oscar So White for another year. You got to keep the conversation going keep right the now. Momentum. The whole point of it is there's not enough representation for nominations because, like, even looking up there, yes, there were there were quite a few female directors last year, but there were maybe five or six directing Oscar movies, movies mm. that you get pushed for an Oscar. And That's this not year, enough. There was no female nominations for best. Director. And frankly, it's just not enough. It's not enough. Of, of a sample size, there's not enough opportunities. When you can only name a handful of female directors, that's the problem. So work on that. Give them more opportunities. Right. But, of course, you know, it's all about people just saying what they want to say. But the point is, is coming out of this Oscars, the was intrigue exciting. was there, the excitement was there, and there was not one win that it was like, oh, this only got this for this. Like, um, once upon a time in Hollywood, was almost shut out. Only Although a few tiny see, wins there. I did there. see Brad got. He got his Oscar. And you know what? Acting's different, though. It's different. And I think he did a really great job. I think most of the people who won awards deserved it. And you just didn't get that La La Land feeling from a couple years ago where people yeah. were like, La La Land, it's about this. If it's if you write about Los Angeles, the, the old white men will love it. Well, frankly, I... Pff, this was much better in terms of just who won it. Yeah. You, how can you argue some of these winners? Right. I can argue one or two, but that's about and it. And we'll get into it. And we will. But but that's about <laughs> it. So overall, I was very happy Good. with with the way it went. I thought it was a very exciting show. They have to do something, though, with the presentation. This no host thing is ridiculous. It's not working. And I don't understand why they now still don't have a host. Two people came out and did a monologue and made a bunch of jokes. They have a different actor introduce the actors who are introducing a category. So you're doing all the host stuff anyway, but instead of having one... You're picking like 20 people You're picking 20 people instead of one. I don't think it speeds the show up. I think if you are going to eliminate a host, then you eliminate the host. Like, don't be like chintzy and have people introducing other people to introduce you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, I get exactly what you mean. You still have people doing the host function. Yeah. So really you need to kind of reimagine the formatting of the program. Yeah, if you were to take it out, it would go, okay, here's your musical number that's performed, and then that voice comes on and says, from blah, 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 here's this person, and they present an award. From blah, 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 here's yeah, this person. A that's a narrator who's just announced and have nothing else, but they, I think they're, they won't feel they are, there's a need for, well, we have to, we have to perform. We have to do funny bits. I think, we have like, to do things. definitely musical performances, like, keep, because... Did they still every Oscar I've seen throughout the program, the best songs do musical performances. Yes, and that still happens. That still happens. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, keep doing that. Yeah. And maybe add a couple more musical numbers. Sure, why not? And well that's to me that's where it comes back to a host. Why not pick a host who is a performer? A a Hugh Jackman of Neil sorts. Patrick Harris. Uh, my favorite Oscars for the most part, were like in terms of hosts, were the ones like Neil Patrick Harris and Hugh Jackman and these people who can perform. So, so let them perform a bunch of musical numbers, that's make what their we little jokes, see. and then that's it. 
like I don't and it was funny because I don't know if you watched long enough to see the Steve Martin and Chris Rock thing. Okay, so Steve Martin and Chris Rock came out after the musical number and did an opening monologue. Which is they, the function of the host. They made that joke about how they feel like they've been demoted because they both hosted the Oscars before. And he even said, I think Steve Martin said, I wonder why we still don't have a host. And Chris Rock said Twitter. Which is the, why? And, and that's all. He just said Twitter. Everyone has a bad tweet in their history. I know I do. I think he said something like that. Yeah. And it's just like, that's why. It's because So if we all just, acknowledge that, yeah, okay, let's move let's forward move and just pick a host again. And and we'll talk about moving on and, and some of the speeches because out of out of the the mess that was Joaquin Phoenix's speech, there's a couple of good things that kind of came out of it. Apparently, uh, yeah, he teared up. I mean, I wouldn't or say cried. Like, or he teared I guess, up. Sorry, the headline I read was he was choking back tears. Well, okay. I was actually going to make a joke that I just forgot about until now. I was going to say this episode is brought to you by Renee Zellweger and Joaquin Phoenix's speech lessons because <laughs> both of them need lessons in public speaking. Did Renee win? Yeah. Renee won. Um, and her speech was nonsensical. Um, Joaquin Phoenix at least had like things, but we know how he is. We know he's how weird. awkward he is. He's, he's strange. Weird. And there's lots of people out there who will be like, well, you know, you got to be sensitive to like what people go through and stuff. And hey, like Joaquin Phoenix has been through a lot. Yeah. He's a he's a clearly complex person. But none of those things would interfere with the fact that you can learn how to speak well in public. He is just so he bad at it. He to take a Toastmasters class. Well, the, the King's Speech is a great example. Here is here it was a movie about a real life person that did exist who who had a, a a very physical, but it was caused by a mental, but it was a physical reason why he couldn't speak. He stuttered. Yeah, and it was there's there's mental reasons behind it. There's a huge background of stuff. There's abuse, but a speech therapist works with him. And his speeches suddenly became very powerful and strong. Hey, you can take a Toastmasters class in Millhaven Maximum Institution, people. Convicted criminals can take public speaking well, lessons. There, and, and, Why can Wookiee Phoenix and he not? Needs it. He needs it because he what I just whatever. And I'm sure there's lots of media headlines that say that he was not choking back tears. He was stuttering and being weird and awkward you know he does that thing where so he'll you know how you say something in a speech and people clap when that happens most people pause and then they continue he talking. He, well he he goes no um yeah 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 and then continue talking with this like weird look on his face as if he's like oh no what people maybe are responding has, to me i'm sure maybe he, he's overcome a stutter and i'm sure he's he's he seems like a very anxious person i'm sure he has some i think he he's talked about how he has some some issues speaking in public he has right. fears about that all of that I can respect, but that doesn't mean you can't get past it. That or, doesn't mean you can't work on it. Or you have someone else accept the award on your behalf. Yes, exactly. He has a platform and clearly a voice, because we'll talk about his speech a little bit later, even though we're getting into it now. He clearly has a voice and really important things to say, but I'm sorry, I have a hard time taking him seriously. And his message would get off a lot would get off to people a lot clearer if he could just be you clear do with it. The Marlo Brandom way where there was one year where he won Best Actor and he it wanted to make a political statement, so he had um, an indigenous woman um, accept the award on his behalf and give a speech about, like, land rights. Right. Um, you know, Joaquin Phoenix yeah. needs to get someone from PETA Why or not? whatever. Whatever it is, because he's a vegan and if, that's his and, thing. And if that's what he's so passionate about, then then all power to him. And I know I think we were a little hard on him before, and, and I made the point of, like, what has he done? And I know he's doing good things in the community. I just can't. I, I look at his speech and I'm just like I can't I can't take you seriously enough. Me did he ha had you know, he written something? Oh yeah, you could he had it planned. You could but like you know it was clear he wasn't holding anything. He should have been holding. Yes, the he speech. should have. He wasn't. 
No, he was just kind of going off the cuff. Renee Zellweger's was worse though because he just started talking about like Abraham Lincoln or something. Oh, I don't remember. Gosh, I don't remember. It was I all over the place. Wait to YouTube um, that later. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, all in all, though, those were the only two awkward speeches of the whole night. Everything else was great. Um, and and I gotta say, like every time that um, uh, Bong Joon Ho got up there, it was just better every time. He kept so about the second award. So by the time he won the second one, which so he won like four. He was up there like four times. Yeah. By the time he won his second award, and he had a translator with him because he could speak some English, but not, not enough. So he was speaking in Korean, and she was translating. He kept talking about he's ready to go drink after the second one, but then he won again, <laughs> and he was just like, "You should, you've got to YouTube all his speeches because the progression he of it is hilarious." Very wholesome. Oh yeah, he's like, just, he just like seems like a nice, yeah, wholesome. Man. But we will get there. Um, so, yeah, this episode, 10, 12 minutes in, we'll tell you what this episode's about. We're going to talk about the Oscars. We're going to break down everything, probably apparently tell Taylor who won everything. So. Yeah, well, if Renee's win is any indication, I might be in for a real roller coaster. Uh, there are some roller coasters. Um, and then at the end, um, we'll try to keep good track on time so I don't run out of time. We will announce uh, who won our uh, Screening and Kingston Oscars pool. We already know that Taylor finished uh, 58th. Of 59 people. Feels good. Feels good to be a loser. <laughs> I was in the top five. I'm Did consistent, if nothing else. Yeah, it, it, you're consistent, if not regressive, <laughs> because <laughs> it definitely got I'm dumber worse. This year. You, you only got eight right, which is quite low out of 24. All right, all right, moving on. <laughs> so anyway, um, okay, so we're going to go through each category, at least the big ones, and try to quickly run through them yeah. and talk about them. So first on my list here is the is the the is one of the men of the hour, performance by an actor in a leading role. So the winner was Joaquin Phoenix, who won for Joker. Just to as a reminder, he beat out Antonio Banderas, Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, and Jonathan Price. So I don't think this was a surprise. I think most people thought Joaquin Phoenix. I guess the surprise is that because he performed so well at the other award shows. He was which, sweeping. Which uh, isn't always an indication nope. for the Oscars. No, not at all. But in terms of his performance, it's unsurprising. And I again, I'm not even like, you know, to go talk a little bit about his speech. He, he, he went into some really important things about the environment, about animal cruelty. And I, he talked a little bit about food stuff. And, and you know, obviously he's, he's a vegan and he's very... Um, He's very passionate about that. He's very honest about that. And there, again, there were some great things he was saying um, I, for a lot of things to each his own when it comes to food stuff. But I get what he's saying in terms of the way we treat animals is is clearly becoming more and more um, apparent in in sort of public thought. Like we're now right. actually talking about it. Um, but the one thing he I, I really like that he said that no one's talking about is that he said a line, something similar to um, – you know, I, I was a mess. I did terrible things. I, I've been a deviant five, ten years ago. And the only reason why I'm standing up here today is people gave me a second chance. Right. And that's what happens when you give people second chances and you work with them as opposed to cancel them. Right. Which I thought was a very powerful statement for for this mentality of, of cancel culture that exists. God, I love Joaquin, and- though. Like... Sir, pick one topic. Pick one topic and don't jump around. Yeah, it's true. He went through, through a couple what, different things. you only things. have like... What is it? Two minutes? It's technically, technically forty-five seconds, but they <laughs> end up. It ends up being about a minute and a half to two minutes right. for each thing. They did. Did they play them off? They didn't. Oh, 
Oh. No, he he was out somehow able to get all that out there. They're probably like, if we play him off, it's not going to be pretty. No, and and again, I think this this kind of comes back to the, the way things have shifted and and trying to work with people and rehabilitate as opposed to to villainize and just say. I mean, again, there's a difference between Harvey Weinstein and and name another person yeah. who's had an issue, right? Harvey Weinstein's a criminal. Yeah, he's not talking about that. He's talking about he made bad individual. decisions. He made bad that decisions. That would have been. Yeah. It reminds me of Mickey Rourke's mm. um, acceptance speech, except he said, like, uh, the whereas Joaquin got a second chance, Mickey Rourke really, like, he didn't really get a second chance mm. until the movie, essentially, yeah. The Wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that... Yeah, there's a wrestler that he um, went for, yeah. Uh, so, a similar, similar themes, right? Like how Mickey Rourke said that he was at the bottom of the barrel, yeah. it was only his dogs that kept him alive, and yeah. now... You know, now look at me, I have an Oscar. Yeah. So similar. Yeah. Um, but interesting. Yeah. I just wish Joaquin I'll have to watch the 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 talk, but I feel like great good good to talk about the things you're passionate about, but those are like very different things to cover yeah. in two minutes. Yeah, and, and it's interesting that again, I, I'm of the mindset if if you have if you have a platform to do some good, you should use it. And he has money and resources, and clearly he's starting to care and put money in. Like he he wore the same tux yep. to every award show because yep. he didn't want to spend the money on multiple things. He, he wanted to donate or do something. Like that. Great, and those also, are great things. I think it was a statement about um, uh, sort of the um, throwaway culture. Mm-hmm. He was saying why it wasn't even so much money. It's just why would I buy yeah. seven different suits yeah. when they're all gonna look the same? And he his suit looked great. Nothing wrong with that suit. It's got a good dry cleaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all you need is a good dry cleaner. Um, so there you go. Joaquin Phoenix takes that performance by an actor in a supporting role. Went to Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, beating out Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, Anthony Hopkins, and Tom Hanks. So Brad Pitt again. I I don't think this was much of a surprise. I think it was a well deserved award. The only surprise again being that he did do a sweep. Yep. And that's interesting. Like both Brad Pitt and Joaquin Phoenix did a sweep of everything. So clear again, clearly the consensus of two of the best performances this year. Um, and again, I I think they both did I a great job. It. I can't dispute I it. I do want to just um, before we move on to the female nominations, Adam Sandler won Best Actor at the Independent Spirit Awards, which I think for Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler has been considered snubbed by the mainstream. Uh, award yeah. uh, circuit. But he, yeah, he for lead actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he won, that, yeah. he won for anyone who was an uncut gem fan and felt that Adam Sandler was snubbed from the nominations. And in my opinion, he was snubbed by the okay. You would have nominated media. like at the yeah. very least. I don't know. Going up against Joaquin, I don't know if he would have won Best Actor, but um, he at the Independent Spirit Awards he did win. Yeah, and he gave a fabulous acceptance speech. Should you want to YouTube that later? Okay, but I just thought I'll I wanted that. to give yeah. Miss the Sandman. Yeah, I wanted to give, give the Sandman a little shout out. Give him a he shout hasn't out. Hasn't been forgotten. Yeah, no, Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah, and I think that again. It, it, it was hard. It's hard for for. It was a good year for movies. Yeah, because even like so, I uh, the only big movie that was nominated that I didn't end up seeing was Bombshell. I quickly made sure, like uh, the three days before, I watched Harriet and, and Parasite and kind of got through as many as I could. Right. Um, but I so Bombshell was the only one I missed. And a like Leonardo DiCaprio, I would take out of lead actor. I've said that before. I would take him out and put in Taron Egerton yeah. for Rocket Man. I can't argue Adam Driver 
or Jonathan Price being taken out because they both had great performances. And I wouldn't say that they're they're in there for no reason. I did not see Pain and Glory. Um, but so Antonio Banderas, he's but again, a good actor. He's a good actor. So yeah, maybe again, maybe it's it's it was a numbers thing. I don't know. But again, there's there's there was still a, a few really good performances that that weren't mentioned here. I stand behind my argument that if Rami Malek won Best Actor for Bohemian Rhapsody, then it was a snub for Taron Egerton I agree. to not even be nominated. I agree, not even to be nominated. It made no sense. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, performance by an actress in a leading role. The winner was Renee Zellweger for Judy. Um, I just, <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, to be fair, I didn't watch Judy. I meant to, but it was only at the street screening room for like yeah, one I week. Yeah, I saw Judy. Yeah. Um, it was fine. This weird. is <laughs> so. This category was interesting actually because. Like, again, I didn't see Bombshell, but Saoirse Ronan, Little Women, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Marriage Story, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. So Harriet was 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 okay. It was an okay, okay. movie. Her performance was 100% the best part of that movie. Like, she was great. Like, the the, the writing for her was really good. Her performance was really good. Um, so it kind of makes – I think that movie was nominated for just her as actor and I think the song. There was a song in it. That was nominated for best song, but that was kind of it. Um, I don't think Harriet got any other nominations, but again, I, this category, I just of all of them, it's like that. Renee Zellweger's was was no better than all those other performances. I guess it was no worse, but I just I just didn't think Judy was as good of a movie, and that was as good of a performance as everyone else seems to think. I don't, it's always weird to me when the movie that's kind of flown under the radar wins awards. Yeah. Because I'm like, who saw it? Yeah, but I don't who know saw, who so saw who voted. Yeah, who who saw Judy and voted for it and thought she was that good? I, again, I don't know. I, But again, I... I don't know a single person who saw it. Yeah, I, I can't name anyone who saw that movie. I mean, maybe Nicole Stavikowski because she loves Judy Garland. But we'll find I don't out. even I don't even know if she saw that. Find out. Let's see what she thought. <laughs> maybe, maybe she loved it. I don't know. Um... Performance by an actress in a supporting role went to Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Not surprising. She um, got a lot of buzz. Yeah, I really wanted Florence Pugh to win, but I, I can't argue with but Laura she's Dern. So she was amazing. Miss Florence, who I love, who, even though I didn't like Midsummer, also, which speaks to her talent because it took me like a very long time to connect the dots that she was the lead in Midsummer, oh, yeah. and also in Little Women. Yes. Like, a little bit of a chameleon. Yeah. So, which goes to her credit in acting. I'm not sad because she's so young. Yeah. And she's just really, uh, I would say this is kind of her breakout year. Oh, with absolutely. With Midsummer and with Little yeah. Women. And she scored a role in the next Marvel movie. Yeah. So, so I think... Um, you know she'll she'll get her award. So yeah. give it to Laura Dern, who's been acting since I don't know, she, probably since she was like. Oh, Laura Dern's 18. been acting forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. And again, uh, uh, her performance in Marriage Story was was fantastic. I mean, you can't argue with that yeah. performance. It was really good. And you'll be ha- so Scarlett Johansson did not win either. Any. Awards. <laughs> she didn't win. She just nominated twice and just had to go and sit there with her husband Colin Jost. What's his What's his deal? Because I saw them on the SNL. He's on SNL. See, I saw them on the the red carpet, and I thought, who's this Joker? He tripped the cameraman. On purpose? No, accidentally. (laughs) The cameraman at one point ran into him. (laughs) Gosh. Watching the red carpet really shows you 
how inept actors are as human beings yeah because is that like true? <laughs> seeing them try to figure out which star to walk to the little oh. like you know because there's like three spots on the red because yes. i watched like right when they get on the red carpet right, right. where the photographers yeah. are of course yeah and you know watching them try to figure out oh do i go next do you not go next yeah. like just them awkwardly fumbling yeah. through this which what you would think would be relatively easy there's also something called acting brain now this is on a lower level because obviously like I've, I've never been around hollywood people but even when when working on theater stuff in kingston there's something called actor brain where very intelligent people like the smartest most like uniquely like interesting people become stupid the minute they have to act and the minute they're like they become almost diva-ish and so like, like well, you, you have to tell me where to stand 100% where to go and give me clear That's direct instructions. That's definitely these yeah. people like oh my gosh it was yeah. painful. And they're, you got to remember like these are people who for the most part now this is being a little general but for the most part they're always told where to go how to feel yeah. where to stand how they to look. Handlers. They have handlers. So they're just whenever you leave them to their own devices, they're like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be told yeah, what that's, to do. That's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. Did, was that that was your impression of Scarlett Johansson? Is that what she, <laughs> she was OK? I mean, my impression was just more so like, who's this nobody with her? Oh, okay. like it's he looks like yeah. he looked like a nobody. Like <laughs> He's on the, SNL. He looks like someone <laughs> off the street. Yeah. He's kind of plain looking. But yeah, he, he was on Saturday Night Live. He's one of the oh, weekend go. update people. now. Oh, whatever. It's him and the other guy. Whatever. I feel so old because I don't know who all of these like. I don't know. I can't. I don't keep up with the mm. the SNL. Apparently, the they the last a couple weeks ago, Adam Driver was was hosting yes. again, and apparently it was amazing. Apparently, he's a very good SNL host. He um he did this. You know the undercover boss thing that used to be Kylo, like, I Kylo saw Warren. the Kylo yeah. Ren. So they, they did it again. They did a <laughs> second one of like where are they now? So it's like him again going mm-hmm. it was just as funny. He like hilarious. why cuz I've seen his clips cuz I am an Adam Driver fan. So I you know watched some of the clips from SNL. Why he's so good is because he goes all in. Oh yeah, absolutely. These Fully actors commits. who go on just for as publicity, yeah. you know, and like say their lines, yeah. but like he is committed yeah. and i find ryan gosling often is very committed when yeah he's on same thing very he, just into it yeah. and he never is able to maintain his composure no no which i like yeah i i like when it's and when it's like people are breaking but it's very natural it's yeah. not breaking to try to create humor it's like naturally you're just so you can't into do it, it. You can't do it yeah yeah no that that you're 100 right it's when they you fully commit to it it becomes You're having a good time. You're having a good time. Uh, best animated feature film, Toy Story 4. This kind of shocked me a little bit. Just because there was so much buzz about Missing Link because they had won a couple of awards, as well as I Lost My Body was getting a lot of attention. I voted Klaus. Yes, you did vote Klaus. <laughs> it was one of the many ones you got wrong. Because <laughs> you only got eight. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, but I got more wrong. Maybe we'll right. read through what you got right later. Well, if we have time, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how this episode goes. But yeah, Toy Story 4, I mean, that one, again, I, don't know. I will say it was very, very good. So I don't know. I can't It's weird, but it's like disagree. the fourth. You know what I mean? Well, How to like, Train Your Dragon 3 was nominated. It's not, know, it wasn't the best I didn't think it was going to win. No. And, it, and the first two were way better. Um, but, you know. So cinematography. 1917, which I think is is pretty much Roger Deakins was cinematographer there. Um, that that's to me 
the correct one. You, 19, how could you not give it to the one that was made it look like a continuous shot? I voted The Lighthouse. You did, yep. Yep, the lighthouse, Joker, Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, all all lost that. But you you vote the lighthouse, but but I, that one was one where I went with my feelings. What year? Yeah, that I should have gone with. Thought. Yeah, but uh, I liked the lighthouse. I was a fan. I was more of a fan of it than a lot of people were. I I thought even acting, you could have argued some of them. But again, this was a really good year for. Film, it is kind of surprising that William Dafoe didn't get nominated for best supporting actor. Yeah, usually when he's in a movie, he's up there. Because he's such a good character actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, achievement in costume design, Little Women. One of my ones that I was right. <laughs> you were right. But this was one you made the point of going into it. I remember last week you said that it shouldn't be Little Women. So I was surprised to see you vote for it. Because, because I knew, it was period piece costumes. So I always feel like I loved the costumes from Little Women, um, but it's always the period movie that yeah. wins the costumes. Yeah. Because, like, but that, that on the flip side, you know, when it's, like, a modern – it's, like, when we said um, – why did La La Land win when it's like just regular clothes? Yeah, La La Land shouldn't have been nominated for for costume when they're just wearing clothes. Yeah, so <laughs> like it's, it's like modern day clothes. Period piece, obviously gonna win. There has to be like a, a middle ground. But it was up against The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, also period pieces, The Joker, which like was sort of a period piece, but also comic book, but also like a lot of like influences from like a period of time. Characterization. Yeah. I think costume as characterization and. I think Jojo Rabbit could have been a really That's good the one I voted for, yeah. Um, yeah. runner up. But Jojo Rabbit did win the award that I actually thought it was going to win it in the end. The Best only adapted award. screenplay. Yeah, that's what it got. We'll we'll kind of get there to talk about it. But that was the one where I was like, if Jojo Rabbit's going to win anything, this, like it's the type of movie where they will they will make sure that Taika Waititi, who even though he's not super young, he's a relatively new filmmaker when it comes to to Hollywood. Um, yeah, because so he's been making movies in New Zealand. In New Zealand, yeah, and and he's relatively new to Hollywood, and I think he's got a pretty good couple of years ahead of him. Um, achievement in directing. So this this one I want to talk about a bit. So Parasite won. Bong Joe Ho. He won best act, a uh, best director, beating out Martin Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendes, and Quentin Tarantino. So to me, this was fantastic. I mean, the fact that a movie from from South Korea one as much as it did um and especially directing making. this is history making and this is what i meant at the beginning of the show when i'm talking about diversity and direction i think this shows a very good change in direction of we're now going to because this was this was a foreign language film i didn't even 100 realize even though i'm sure you said it and i just didn't listen when i watched parasite like it's it's in korean, korean. like it's all <laughs> the entire movie like i i didn't even maybe i knew it but just as i was watching it, i was like oh wait a minute like there, there's no english in this like it's just and i think for for it to be nominated as much as it was is a great sign but the fact that he won best director certainly deserved i really liked parasite one of my top five movies from sure. from this year for sure but uh again i i thought it was going to go to sam mendez I still think 1917 was an achievement directing, but I can't be upset about about this win because it was good for him. So on the radio, I think uh, they had mentioned this or something, and then Dan couldn't believe that South Korea has never been nominated for another film before. Mm. And he went, well, what about Old Boy? And I went, it's the same director. <laughs> Dan didn't realize that the same guy made Old Boy and Parasite. And he's like, well, why, why hasn't old boy been nominated so i just thought it was funny that you know he's been making films for so oh, long yeah, yeah. people he's aren't celebrated. even able to necessarily make that connection and this yeah. is the first time 
he's really getting the recognition in um, Western. And and in, in we will add in like well deserved. Like this was a great Parasite was a great film, great he, movie. Bong and I apologize. I always forget because it's like three. Bong, Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho um, is a phenomenal filmmaker. Yeah. So, um, it's about time. Is yeah. kind of the my feeling. And yeah, he so he best director, and it's not not the only time we're we're gonna hear Parasite in his name as we go through this. Google it real wanna... quick though. So now I feel like I made that bold assertion that he he directed Old Boy. I will I will pull up his entire uh, history here as we as we talk, um, but uh, he he's been around a long time. He's directed a lot of stuff. It's just I think he's only now starting to get um, recognition. Um, Old Okja, Boy. yeah, great movie. The Snowpiercer, one on, good one, uh, which was another one he directed. Uh, Mother, Tokyo, The Host, Influenza. No, he did not direct Old Boy. Oh dang it! I'm ignorant. Uh, Okja is a great movie. I saw that. Who directed Old Boy? Uh, I will look that up too. Um, and also Snowpiercer, I've never seen, but I hear it's quite good. It was very good. I watched movies. it on a, the Movie Network maybe last year. Okay, I gotta go for the. There's the original is 2003 because they redid it in 2013. Oh. Um, with um, what's his name? That guy, uh, Chan Wu Park. Wow. Sorry, um, viewers. No one has corrected me. More than once, I've mentioned "old boy" on this. Yeah, and no one, no and one's corrected you. That's interesting. Has corrected me. Um, no, no, nobody has corrected. So, anyways, you. Dan, my apologies to Dan. I'll have to go home and apologize while we eat our subs tonight. <laughs> You'll have to apologize and say no. <laughs> that was not it. Um, best. But backtracking. Yes. So Korean film mm-hmm. should. Again, long overdue. Yeah. Korean, South Korean film. Well, even because even like yeah, you didn't. He didn't direct Old Boy, but but Snowpiercer is apparently quite good, and Okja is a very very good movie. So it was I, very good. You know, I I feel like, I do feel like this is is a like I said a good direction to be headed in. Obviously, nothing is solved, but all I was saying coming out of the Oscars is that I don't understand how you really could complain now. Now's the point of like, okay, well, this is it. Let's do this. Female representation. Well, oh yes, of course. But but in terms of the direction is like, I feel like in terms of, of the winners, people are starting to accept things that they just don't recognize themselves. And, and that's going to include year, everything. Roma won, right? Yeah. Well, is... Roma won, was it last year? Yes, it was last year. Yeah, no. And is that, was that movie in, what language was that movie in? Um... I don't know. It was not in English. It had subtitles. Um, Roma was because Roma did Roma, Roma makes me think won? Italian, but I for some reason I thought the movie took place in Mexico. Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Um, did Roma was Roma also one that did they win Best Picture and Foreign Language? Because I know that Parasite won both, and that's kind of what shocked me, is often you get one and not the other. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember um, Cold War was nominated, but I can't remember if it won. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, see, okay, so it won. Okay, so Roma won Best Foreign Language Film of the Year, Best Achievement in Directing, Best Achievement in Cinematography. It did not win Best Picture. What won It was picture? nominated, but it lost. So this best picture winner is in 2019. That's a good question. Um, because I know two two years ago was the 
It's great radio. Every once in a blue moon, you catch us trying to do research. Well, it's also, live. I just don't remember because I know. Uh, okay, yes. Green Book. Remember? Oh, so, that feels like eons ago. Yeah. So this year, Parasite. Last year, Green Book. The Shape of Water, Moonlight. Those okay, are the last couple okay. winners. And Spotlight the year before. Yeah, so that, that makes more sense because I thought the fact that Parasite won um, foreign language film, which they changed to international film. That's what they call it now. Okay. Best international film um, and best picture was shocking to me. Like, that's why I'm saying Seems like he unusual, went up there so many yeah. times. Yeah, very unusual. Um, so, yeah, back to our uh, winners here. We got uh, – so best documentary – Feature went to American Factory. Best documentary short subject went to Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone. So these these are pretty random pickums when it comes to unless you have seen these. And from our Oscars poll, people some people picked these and some people didn't. Like this is where a lot of people lost ground because they just I probably haven't, even haven't heard seen of it. a lot of these. And the screening room gets a lot of documentaries. Well, the screening room did show a couple shorts leading into the Oscars. Yeah, that's like they true. did they did do a good job of, of trying to get stuff out there, but it's hard with these. This is this I, is why Netflix became so great is you get these documentaries and you actually get to watch them. I think the only documentary that the screening room showed was Honeyland. Yes, Honeyland came to the screening room. Yeah. And that was yeah. so um, One of the documentaries I didn't watch. <laughs> yeah. Achievement in film editing went to Ford versus Ferrari. I think that might have been my right, one of my rights. Uh, I believe you did get that one right. Yeah. <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari actually won two categories because it won one of the sound ones. Yeah, that's what I thought. In 1917, one of the other ones. And then it won achievement in editing. Again, editing, one of these categories that that is so important to film and is often – forgotten about that i don't understand why 1917 wasn't put in there because you had to edit that to make it look like one shot and that's not easy <laughs> but anyway uh ford versus ferrari got uh, two oscars and that was one of them um as i said best international feature film went to parasite um well deserved win there just the dual win. when they won that that's when i'm like okay that's fine but as they kept winning awards i kept thinking okay they might win the best picture they might do they it did. here um, achievement in makeup and hairstylings went to Bombshell. Didn't see it. Yeah. Apparently, it was apparently to make them look like the real the people. people was was quite spectacular. But again, I'm like, I don't know. It's just blonde hair. Well, it beat out Joker and Maleficent and Judy apparently. Um, achieve. Okay, so score went to Joker. The Joker score won again. I remember um, it being very good. Yeah, the composer she also did. Um, she did another movie, apparently a, a couple was that a couple years ago. I can't remember when they when she won the um, the Golden Globe. They were talking about like her history right. of, of wins, and, and there was a few movies I recognized. Um, but yeah, beat out uh, beat out. I, I thought maybe because Star Wars was over, John Williams getting like a right. career just thing like a it. nod. Yeah, I thought that might, but there you go. Original song, Rocket Man, I'm gonna love me again, Elton Yay. John. And uh, Bernie. Did they perform together? Uh, just Elton John performed. Yeah, Bernie Taren, doesn't. Bernie doesn't perform. And Taron wasn't there. Like, he wasn't at the Oscars. I mean, why would he be? Yeah. Well, I mean, why would he go? They wouldn't nominate him. Like, why would I wouldn't go? I know, but I would have. I thought maybe he would have performed it. No, it was just Elton John. Um, but uh, good, good, pretty good performance. And, and I think well-deserved oh, winning yeah. that. And, and Elton John mentioned again that um, this writing combo has not won a lot of major awards. He's won major awards with other when he's doing like his and doing his own stuff. stuff. Yeah, but which is not with Bernie. It's Tim Rice who does that. Um, but it was great to see them get that. 
uh, best picture, Parasite, the big win. Um, I just, I couldn't believe it. Um, the the speeches were were fantastic, uh, but he didn't speak in that one. Some of the producers, uh, right. they they spoke, uh, but uh, he, uh, I think he was, he had been drinking a little bit by that point. Well deserved. He was clearly overwhelmed and nervous, and and I think we've said everything we can say about Parasite. It was a fantastic movie. Um, achievement in production design went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so that was really their big award of the night. Other than Brad Pitt, was they got production design, which I will say, like. The set looked pretty good. The production design. I was thought it good felt authentic. Nineteen sixties yeah. LA. All of these nominees, though, like this this category, I think made a lot of sense. I mean, Parasite was nominated again. Nineteen seventeen, Jojo Rabbit, The Irishman, pretty good production design. I don't think you could say anything against these ones. So again, makes sense. Once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, best animated short went to Hair Love. A lot of our listeners got this right. So they must have. They must have seen it somewhere. It's not unusual for theaters to do, um, to display best animated short up and coming to the um, Oscars. I don't think the screening room did here because I think they did the documentaries instead. Yeah, there were. But it's fairly common for theaters, so um, I'm sure some of our listeners were able to get out and see it. Uh, And then the live action short went to the neighbor's window. Again, I didn't see. Um, many of those, but uh, that was a little more off the cusp. But a lot of people seem to guess the animated one for whatever reason. Um, achievement in sound editing: Ford versus Ferrari. They got their second Oscar. They walked Yay. away with two. They get sound car editing. noises. I told you. Yeah, and I, I, they, you know, that, I voted for that one. I thought that that was going to get it. Uh, achievement in sound mixing went to 1917. So they got another Oscar there. They got they actually ended up getting quite a few technical awards. Good. You know, got cinematography, got sound mixing. So it was good for them. Uh, achievement in visual effects went to 1917. So, okay, I can yes, sure. How that award does not go to Avengers makes no sense to me. Avengers Were they Endgame, nominated? yeah, Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King, which did not have good visual effects. And Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, were all nominated. 1917 ended up winning it. I don't see how you, like, the the entire, all of the Avengers movie was pretty much visual effects. And they had visual effects only characters that were more realistic than than, than the lions in The Lion King. We're not going to get into it because you're going to get riled up by proof (laughs) that, you know, the Oscars still are. Because I'm going to get riled up. The Oscars still aren't ready to accept your superhero movies as true cinema. Which is is just, I don't, I un. You're getting wild. Yes, because I don't, I don't understand how people can sit here and have conversations about spectrums. Right, it's all about binary to spectrums. Things are no longer binary; they've always been a spectrum. Uh, uh, humanity is a spectrum. It's, it's everyone's uniquely different. There's lots of different things. You're not just one way or another. There's lots of different aspects. And yet, except for superhero movies that are below everything else, why? I do, I literally don't understand. Especially in the, the Avengers Endgame was an achievement in two things: one, visual effects, and two, epic storytelling over ten years. Yeah, but you don't have a ten-year storytelling award. You should. 
they have honorary Oscars. They should have given Kevin Feige an honorary Oscar this year of just right. like, you ended a huge arc of 10 years. You made a bunch of people in this room a ton of money. Do you really think that, that Joaquin Phoenix would have won an Oscar and, and, and all this money without the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I don't think so because the last time that we it took it took honestly it took the death of another actor to nominate a comic book movie. Even the other serious Christopher Nolan ones were not nominated. Were not looked at in the same way. Things started to change the conversation when oh look at all this money we can make over here. We love money, but we won't recognize <laughs> it as film. It's a theme park, but we love money. Like where do you think people get the where do you think Netflix got its initial money? They got rights to all the D- Disney and Marvel stuff before Disney Plus came out. They had rights to everything. It was on there. It wasn't on Crave. It wasn't anywhere else. It was on their platform. And what they do, they gave that money to Martin Scorsese to make, to the, make Irishman. the Irishman. There you go. That's uh, what six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Isn't that a thing? <laughs> I just did that Marvel Cinematic Universe. Adapted screenplay went to Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Taika Waititi uh, writing that one, beating out the it Joker. It was a great screenplay. Yeah, and I mean Joker, Little Women, Two Popes, Irishman. Guess, all stand up. I mean, they were all good. I thought. Just because of everything, I actually did think that maybe Greta Gerwig was going to win. This would be this. oh, we didn't nominate, we didn't nominate you for director, so we'll give you. But the you won award. this reward, yeah, because that happens a lot. Like Taika Waititi wasn't nominated for best director either. Yeah, so it's like you so, have to give it to someone. Yeah, and and I think again, like I won't, I won't argue um, the the win. I was just one of the thoughts I had was oh, maybe Greta Gerwig will win this, but there you go. I would just think compared to the. Comparing the two scripts, Jojo Rabbit felt more original. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying? No, I know what you're trying to say. It feels yeah for when you like I don't know what's the achievement when you have just the source material, the source material plus four movies and all of the letters of the author and no it's it, it is true like Taika Waititi took moments in history and books and things and, and turned it into it's something a book. more unique yeah Jojo Rabbit was yeah. a novel first hmm. but it had a different name yes yeah um I don't know I'm probably gonna get railroaded for that people are gonna get mad at me but I'm just thinking I think because you're such, sexist <laughs> right a, like that's, yeah. that'll be the comment in such a stacked <laughs> category yeah you know what i mean and just comparing it based on merit like you strip everything away i thought the jojo rabbit had a had a fresher script a more creative well and and you bring up a good point um just in terms of of when you adapt something making it fresh making it creative and new is probably something that's going to grab people's attention. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, And Greta Gerwig is the first person to admit that she didn't add anything to the source material. Mm. She just drew parts yeah. out. So people are crediting Greta Gerwig for making writing a feminist script. And Greta Gerwig is saying, I didn't write a feminist script. It was already a feminist novel. So, yeah. you know... Which isn't to say that the screenplay was bad. It was a very good no. screenplay. But I'm just thinking if we're looking specifically at adapted screenplay, who who deserves it out of a stacked category, I'm not upset yeah. that Jojo Rabbit no, won. No, you're making a really good point. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then original screenplay went to Parasite, won, winning, winning that award, beating out Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, Marriage Story, and Knives Out. 
And again, um, as much as I loved Le- Knives Out, in terms of when you think of, okay, original screenplay, yeah. this person took this story out of thin air. Mm. Parasite deserves to win. Yeah. Because Tarantino is just a little, he steals from here, steals from there, mm-hmm. cobbles together stories from other influences. Yeah, it's original, but it's very based on a lot of things yeah. that exist. Like it was yes. based on a yeah. Yeah. real people. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm in pr- like when you look again, when you look at and like 1917 based on a real historical event, mm-hmm. you know, you could stories have at, from Sam Mendes's yeah, grandfather looking at the yeah. letters. So when you I don't know, I think of again, when you're thinking of like yeah. adapted, like who was successful in making a fresh story out of existing material? Yeah. Who was successful in creating a world that did not exist yeah. before? So that's why I think Parasite. Yeah. Or my other one that I would have wanted was Knives Out. Because, again, that was just a completely... Yeah. Knives Out was what I thought was going to get it just because of the uniqueness of it yeah. and because it was new and fresh. But this was the moment of the evening when Parasite won this award that I went, this is interesting. Like, this is starting to get this really is, interesting. This is a shake-up. Well, I mean, that's four huge awards. So, Parasite won original screenplay, yep. director, best movie, and best international movie. So, that's, that's four of the big awards the big all went to Parasite. And this was one year that the winners were really spread out. There wasn't like this person won. This movie won eight awards. It was this movie won four. This one won three. This one won two. This one won two. This one won three. Like it was very spread out in terms of the, the winners. But Parasite is the big winner of the of the Oscars, which is, is insane. Oh, absolutely. It's just unexpected considering all the talk, considering all the negativity that I think surrounds and also deservedly the Oscars. This came out as one of the most positive results you could have for an Oscars. Yeah. I think. I mean, even looking at the performances were were diverse. There was representation Aside on stage. From the Judy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, but um, but again, it's like it's it, you're looking at a new direction. I think for yeah. for things and and hopefully this will start a, a new thing where next year people won't be complaining about lack of nominations, just who won. You know, yeah. and, and that that's to me where the debate should be about winners and losers because it's subjective. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I want a time where it's like these five actors are five very unique people from very unique backgrounds in very unique movies. That would be awesome. That makes it more interesting and more intriguing and more discussion and representation. It's all very good. And I think Parasite winning, to me, is a really, really good sign. But I hope it's not one of those two steps forward, two steps back. So we had Shape of Water, Green Book. Yes. (laughs) And then, well, where's Moonlight in that? Before Shape of Water. So So when Moonlight, Shape of Water, Green Book, Parasite. So I'm hoping it's we don't now have another Green Book. Go back to Green Book Book next year. Green Book is still, of all of them, because even Spotlight won the year before, and I still think Spotlight was a very good movie. Green Book is the only one out of there where I'm like, it was fine, but it wasn't the best picture. Like, I just didn't think it was the best picture of to the me, year. To me, it was just like everything, not everything wrong with cinema, but like, it just felt so dated It to was me. a very dated movie. It felt movie. like it was yeah. a movie from the 90s. Yeah. Um, like but you got it. You got. It, but uh, if it was a movie in the '90s, like an enjoyable movie from the '90s. Yeah, like yeah, that's what like I mean. Like, like it's took a movie from the '90s <laughs> and but, like, put it here. <laughs> you know yeah. now, like some of the, like the narrative yeah. tropes they use, like you don't do that anymore. No, no. So it's literally like they took a relic from the '90s. They took yeah. like Forrest Gump. Yeah. And then they plopped it down yeah. in 
2019 and it's like gosh yeah no great acting i yeah. mean it had great um production value in my opinion and um good direction i just think the story the story felt really wrong yeah um but we talked about that we talked year. about that you can no, listen to no. last year's episode to get <laughs> we, my went, full... we went all into that um any any other thoughts uh just now hearing all the awards from you any other final thoughts before we get into our Oscars i think it all pool? checks out like yeah. to me there are no upsets yeah i'm not even upset that judy garland the judy judy movie won for best actress it's just more so like what like it, yeah yeah that's more of a like, what yeah weird i mean she won all the other renee won all the other awards yeah i think she won the golden globe she did. for sure so it's like i don't know yeah otherwise, i i really felt this year for oscar wins i i felt less um Coming, I felt coming out of it, there were there was less moments of like, why did this win? Wow, that was the wrong choice. Like yeah. those types of things. I think it was more like, yeah, that makes sense. That was how it was tracking, or a surprise in a really good way of like, wow, I can't believe that. Like, yeah. like I can't believe that one. Like that's that type of thing. So yeah, I over. That's why I'm saying like, for me, coming out of this Oscars seems a heck of a lot more positive. I'm sure I'll read a hundred think pieces about this, that, and why it was terrible and all these things. But to me, the excitement around the awards for me was way more interesting this year than any year in the past five years, even though I didn't think the, the quality of the night was as high. You'll see articles about Natalie Portman's cape. Oh, yes, with all the female directors yes. written on and were nominated. And again, hey, all power to her. I just, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the female directing movies I saw, again, I did see um, uh, The Farewell, which obviously was one you you brought up. But the other ones, I'm like, I don't, they're not my top five movies, so I, I don't know. I, again, it's it's all about more. I am I stand behind my argument that I'm going to support something based on its quality yeah. and not necessarily on what it would be considered the politically correct thing to do. For me, I just want to see more female-directed movies. Then you'll see more nominations. Because that, to me, that is what the actual problem is. The actual problem is there's not enough opportunities. Correct. So give give more opportunities. Let's see it. Let's go. Somebody do something. Natalie Portman's a powerful person in Hollywood. Go produce some movies and hire a bunch of female directors. She's probably very wealthy. Yeah. Oh, and she's a producer. I believe she has her own production company. Most of them do by a certain point in their career. But I'm pretty sure she does. I was just going to say, like... Isn't acting enough? Like, why do you have to get No, most of them, most of them get their producing Ugh. license. Most of them are producer guild. So what? They can just make more money? Yeah, exactly. It's all about money. Cringy. Um, so we... If you are, like, particularly interested, then go for it. Yeah. Like, if you want to get into directing, go for it. Yeah. Like, uh... Which some people Olivia successfully do that. Wild. Yeah, and that she's very passionate about um, directing, yeah. But to me, just isn't producing just like literally a money making? Pro pro producing is you are backing the film financially. Sometimes you make creative decisions, but it's you. You usually leave that up. The like director. it's an investment. You're investing. Yes, in producers in like theater because that's what I did. Did a lot more than in film. But producers in film still have a role. It's just they are supposed to detach creatively. They don't always do though. So okay. you know, Natalie Portman so, might you know. You know, in that case. They're probably using their money in order to back projects they think they yes. that are valuable. Well, so Robert Downey Jr. took all his money from playing Iron Man and created a production company so he could make the movies that he wanted to make. He's not in, in all of them and are involved in some of them, but it's the type of movies okay. he wants so made. So I'm just Jay, I'm just being Jay. No, but you're, but you're not sometimes. wrong. There's lots of people who do that. There's lots of people who are doing it just for the money. You're not well, wrong, but 
I'm just saying Natalie Some Portman. Some people also. Yeah. Like Maya Rudolph. Yeah. That's, that's she has a production company. She has yeah. a production company. With, um, what's her name? A, r- a girl from Russian Doll. Yeah, and, uh, she mentioned You know who I mean, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Natal, what what yeah. an odd combo, the two of them. I but, never would have but, thought they've run run in the same circle, but technically they're both comedi- comedians. And I'm sure they met. Like, I'm sure they've met somewhere. I just didn't, yeah, I also had the same reaction. I like, think, like, age even... difference, too. Yeah. Like, they, like, weren't, like, Maya, I think, is a couple years older. So, like, yeah. I think of the girl from Russian Doll. She's, like, American Pie American age. Pie and like uh, the 2000s. yes, and uh, then she was in Orange Is the New Black, yeah. and then yeah, but no, yeah. she's quite young. Like that's or at least looks quite young. Um, For all we know, she's like forty-five. Yeah, yeah, we're completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. So um, we get now to our Oscars pool, which had fifty-nine entries. It was fantastic. Uh, again, fifty-eighth place goes to Taylor. Congratulations, Woo! Taylor. Second last. Um, so I've got a I've got a top three though. We have a tie for three and four. I finished fifth technically, because of this tie. Um, so in third place, tied for third place, Tyler and Mackenzie, and that is Tyler Vance, our Star Trek correspondent. Uh, Tyler and Mackenzie, you tied for third place. Ooh. Very close, I thought, actually, because Tyler was one of the, just in terms of the spreadsheet near the beginning, and no one was quite beating him. So for a long time, I was like, I think Tyler's going to win this. Nope, two people came in. So Lily, uh, who's written into the show quite a few times, uh, finished second. Good for so you, Lily. Lily. And first place, Chris, not fan of the show, Chris. Oh. Another Chris, because the email is different. At least okay. I think it is. But Chris finishes first. So whoever you are, Chris, you will be getting an email from me this week. I'm going to let you know uh, about what uh, episode you get to produce and tell us what to do. Um, if you are local, we'll see about getting you on. If not, I basically have a, a sort of standard formula like you know from the show. You're going to yeah. pick what movie we review from anywhere at any time that week. You're going to pick if there's a theme for the episode. You'll pick if we do any games or special events and you can pick headlines and that type of thing for not a great plan fun things like that so chris i will contact you chris finished first lily in second tyler and mackenzie type for third i was technically in fourth fifth depending like how whatever one of them's third one is before i was the next one uh no i know four people (laughs) beat me that's good i used to win this every year i'm disappointed congratulations to all our listeners uh and i like to talk about the give a little shout out to to last place not not to make fun, but just to give a shout out because it's hard. This yeah. is a hard thing. And as we know Taylor finished second last and she co-hosts this show. <laughs> um, so last place by one was Allison. She had seven and I believe you, Taylor, had eight. So you're both very close. But Allison finished uh, last and we'll send a little email to you, Allison, uh, as well. I've got a couple ideas for something you yeah, can contribute Allison to. Yeah, Allison should get a prize. Oh, yeah. Allison's going to get a prize. I've got, I've got a couple things in mind to help contribute to the show. So Allison, I'll send you an email this week as well. But congratulations. And thank you so much to everyone who entered. I mean, 59 people. I didn't expect that many to come through. I think last year we had 28 or something like our that. Our show is only as good as our listeners. And yeah. I'm not saying oh, that in sure. like a lame way. Honestly, you guys make it worth doing. Your fan questions also drive a lot of our content because, yes, we every week we'll, we'll sit down and review something from the screening room. But often, you know, quieter weeks or one of us is going away or the, we life gets in the way. Your fan questions and your thoughts help drive us. So thank you for that. And just... Just a quick note for people who are wondering. Next week, we are dedicating to Taylor Swift. T-Swift. We did get enough questions that were very, very good coming in. Lots of comments. So if you saw the Taylor 
Swift was it called Miss Americana? Taylor Swift, Miss Americana. If you saw that documentary, right in this week, we're going to dedicate next week's episode to uh, her. I'm going to watch it this week, so that will be our review. You'll and have then... to do some sound clips at the beginning. Right? I will. You might have to I'll... edit in some Taylor Swift. We will. We'll we'll make it a full Taylor Swift episode, and we'll talk about her filmography. We'll talk about Cats. She was in The Giver. Um, I'll do some <laughs> more research. She yes, was in the Giver? yes, she played the the person that he sees in the past, oh. one of the original Givers. Who has the gift? She also was in like an episode of CIS, CSI. I, I'll or one get of those, all that. You know, like one of those like crime shows. I will get all that she information. Played a victim. And we will uh, we will do a Taylor Swift episode next week, and then we'll be back to normal after that. Actually, Regular the week after programming. the week after that. Hopefully, will be the Chris episode yes. that that he plans. But uh, after that, we'll be back to regular programming and uh, seeing some movies. Cool. Go see some movies. <laughs>